Hello my dudes, welcome back to my series, Internet Analysis. My name is Tiffany and today we are going to be discussing Millennials and Gen Z and the people in between. In my last video, I was trying to understand- This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Ugh. Sadness is in the house! Oh no! Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. And a bit about Gen Z culture. Specifically, I was exploring Visco Girls and E-Girls. By the way, that video has been very popular and well-received, and I think I got some new viewers from it, so thank you guys for watching dorky-ass hands. Anyway, I guess I made the mistake in that video in calling myself old. But it keeps becoming more relevant even for older people like me. I'm 23, so I'm a little bit out of the range of Gen Z. I'm out of the loop. So I guess I was a bit unclear in saying that, but what I meant from that was just that as somebody who graduated from high school five years ago, I am just out of touch from high school culture or trends. I definitely did not mean to imply that I am old at 23 years old. I know, I'm young, but I am literally older than teenagers. Anyway, in that video and in other videos, sometimes I mention offhand that I'm a millennial and sometimes people want to get technical with me and try to tell me that I'm part of Gen Z. And I don't know why, but it bothers me so much. So here is a whole damn video dedicated to this question, which generation am I a part of? Let's settle this here and now. But I think a lot of you guys can probably relate to this, you know, whether you're a millennial or Gen Z or stuck somewhere in between. Like what is a generation exactly? And does it even matter? So for this video, I've done a lot of research, AKA I've done a lot of Googling and I started with Googling millennial birth years. And frustratingly, you will find many different conflicting results. But I did cherry pick and find the Pew Research Center, which in January of this year redefined the age range for millennials. Currently, they describe millennials as being born between 1981 and 1996. And then Gen Z is anyone who was born from 97 to 2012, and they don't categorize anyone born later than that because they can't really determine their generation yet. But later I will get into kind of why and how generations get molded. So anyway, for the record, I was born in October of 1996. 1995. Literally out of all the information in this video, that's like the most important. Now there's going to be a grand conspiracy that I am in fact born in 96 and that I am Gen Z. I'm exhausted. <laughs> which means I am a millennial, hell yeah. Well, actually there is no official consensus. 
The dividing line between millennials and the following Generation Z is tentative. You can't be sure where history will someday draw a cohort dividing line until a generation fully comes of age. So in addition to the Pew Research Center, there are lots of other kind of research groups that have their own definitions. So we've got some up to 96, 95, 99, even 2000. So let's get into what defines a generation. How do those research groups create their birth year ranges? And first of all, to be clear, I am not referring to familial generations, as in there are six generations in this photo. Cool. In this video, I'm referring to generational cohorts, but for the sake of brevity, I'm gonna refer to them as generations. Generational cohorts are groups of people who were born about the same time or during a specific time period, have similar characteristics and behaviors, are different from members of other age groups. Sounded like a robot there. Basically, the purpose of actually defining people and putting them into generations is to be able to generalize an age group based on their shared experiences and characteristics. Generations aren't defined by a specific number of years, so it's not like every generation lasts 15 years or something. One generation may encompass a range of 20 years, while another encompasses a range of 14. There are a number of factors, such as political, economic, social, technological, that help to define a generation. Generations are more about shared experience rather than an exact cutoff birth year, which can make a person's relationship with their generation a little bit more complex. So continuing to use myself as an example, my birth year is 1995. Oh, thank God. And in most of those classifications, I would be grouped in as a millennial, but again, in some, I would be called Gen Z. And honestly, this makes me really insecure about my status. Like, what the hell am I? I just want this to be as clear and exact as the fact that I am a Libra sun, rising Capricorn, and Pisces moon. But honestly, I feel like a lot of people like this. We like being able to put in data and specific information and then get given a very clear result that tells us something about ourselves, apparently. We wanna easily define ourselves, but also to be able to define other people and put them into these little arbitrary boxes. You're a team millennial, you're Gen Z. Boomers, can you hear us in the back? Later, I'll get into why it doesn't matter which group I fall into, millennial or Gen Z. It changes literally nothing about myself or my life. But for the sake of comedic effect, I'm exaggerating the fact that this is really fucking important to me and labels are everything. Now the problem here is, I'm a cusper and you might be too. A cusper is someone who basically falls on the border of a generational range, and yes, I acknowledge that cusper is a gross word, but unfortunately I have to keep saying it. Typically, cuspers are born within like three to five years of an age range, which is funny because this can become another distinction to argue about. Like, technically you're a little too old to be a cusper. You're on the cusp of being on the cusp. Anyway, with the birth year of 1995, I am among the youngest of the millennials, if you consider me to be one, and barely older than the oldest of Gen Z. It's a pretty tricky spot to be in. The thing is, I don't exactly relate to all of the classic millennial characteristics because I'm just a little bit too young for some things. But on the other hand, for many Gen Z characteristics, I can't exactly relate to those either because I'm ever so slightly too old. So in this situation, sometimes I feel like I am neither generation, but really more likely I'm a mix of both. 
I'm in the gap. Recently, Olivia Catherine made a video, which is actually super relevant to all of this. Basically, the video was about classic early YouTube videos. And at the time that they came out, Olivia and I would have both been in early middle school. So she mentioned this age range of the youngest millennials slash older Gen Zers who feel like we don't fit in super well with either group. And she referred to it as the gap. We're in the gap. And it's funny because there were some arguments in the comments, I guess. You know, there were people who were like, I'm 35 and I've watched Charlie the Unicorn or I was born in 2004 and I've seen shoes. But it's like, that's not the point of the video. She wasn't trying to say that only people in this tiny little age range of the gap have seen that content. Like literally all of those videos went viral. Everybody saw them. And even if you didn't watch them at the time, you've probably seen them in some time since. Basically it was like, shout out to you if your childhood or preteen years were shaped by weird early YouTube videos. And then recently I also saw a tweet from D'Angela Wallace. Millennials, Gen Z, baby boomers, I reject these labels. They need to make a new generation S where it's not defined on age, but whether or not you drew that weird S in middle school. And D'Angelo actually stole that tweet from his friend, so I just wanna give credit where credit is due. And of course that's a joke, but in the comments I saw people like, I'm older than that and I used to draw those S's. Everybody's been drawing those S's. It's like, you can't even make a joke anymore. But anyway, clearly a lot of us are thinking about this. A lot of us in this little age range are confused. What are we? And apparently people have called this group Zillennials. I don't know if the name is a keeper, but you know, you get the point. And of course there are cuspers in between each group of generations. So we are certainly not the only people to have ever experienced this weird in-between feeling. Like technically based on birth year alone, some of my friends who were born in 1996 would be considered a different generation, even though they were literally in the same grade as me. And this shows how it's kind of meaningless to care about the exact distinction based only on birth year. Because clearly a person that I'm friends with, that I was in the same grade with, who's roughly my age, has likely experienced very similar things to me. Anyway, we're gonna come back to this minutia, but first I wanna dive in and define what it means to be a millennial and what it means to be Gen Z. Millennials, ah. For a while, millennials became synonymous with young people. So like anybody under the age of 35 was referred to as a millennial, which is just incorrect, <laughs> technically. Because again, most research groups and sociologists define millennials as being born between 1981 and 1996. So if someone were to point at a 16 year old today who was born in 2003 and call them a millennial, that's just pure nonsense, okay? They are not a millennial. They are a young person, but millennial and young person cannot be used interchangeably, especially as time passes. It gets further and further away from the truth. But more important than the exact year of birth is the experience of the millennial. So what exactly has defined this generation politically, economically, socially, and technologically? Most millennials were between the ages of five and 20 when the 9-11 terrorist attacks shook the nation, and many were old enough to comprehend the historical significance of that moment, while most members of Gen Z have little or no memory of the event. Millennials also grew up in the shadow of the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, which sharpened broader views of the parties and contributed to the intense political polarization that shapes the current political environment. And most millennials were between 12 and 27 during the 2008 election, where the force of the youth vote became part of the political conversation and helped elect the first black president. Added to that is the fact that millennials are the most racially and ethnically diverse adult generation in the nation's history. Yet the next generation, Generation Z, is even more diverse. 
So those are some of the factors that define millennials. And again, I am among the very youngest of this generation. And the thing is for any generational range, the people who are most likely to relate the strongest to that generally, the generalizations of the generation, wow, are naturally the people who are born like solidly in the middle of that range. Like I was in kindergarten when 9-11 happened and I do remember that. I remember staying home from school that day, but at five years old, I absolutely did not understand the concept of terrorism. But anyway, the important thing is that those specific events among others shaped the trajectory of this generation. So of course these events affected people older and younger, obviously, but again, generational cohorts typically point out the events that shape the adolescence and young adulthood sometimes of a specific group of people. Beyond politics, most millennials came of age and entered the workforce facing the height of the 2008 economic recession. See, I was a little bit too young to personally feel the effects of the recession, like in a work context, because I wasn't working in 2008. Of course, my family, like pretty much everyone's, was impacted by the recession. But specifically, a lot of millennials were either in college or entering the workforce when the recession happened and in the years after were obviously the economy hadn't recovered yet. So they experienced unusually high student loan debt and unemployment after graduation, underemployment, and their high student loan debt has made it difficult for them to purchase a home. So millennials had a very unique experience and I think that they were the first generation that's been projected to have a worse standard of living than their parents. I'm laughing because it's so sad and so true. Anyway, the oldest millennials came of age, as in legal age, around the year 2000, and the youngest millennials came of age around 2014. So of course, millennials are in completely different stages of life. Some are in their late 30s, some are in their kind of mid 20s. So there is a big divide within millennials. The millennial divide, how a generation can be split into two very different halves. The world in which we live was a very different place in 2000 compared to 2014. So then there's technology specifically, and within the millennial group, there is a huge difference in their relationships with technology. The oldest millennials had tech-free childhoods, and they would have been in their mid-20s around 2006, which was when MySpace was really popular and Facebook was open to the public. So you could say that they didn't have social media as we know it until their mid-20s. And I'm not sure when this age group would have gotten their first cell phone, but it probably looked something like this. That's probably not the type of phone that you'd be chilling using all day, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. The first iPhone came out in 2007 when these oldest millennials were about 26. So moving on to young millennials. Tech was not a big part of my childhood. It probably wasn't a big part of my life until about 13. So my entire childhood growing up before that, you know, I rode bikes and scooters. I hung out with my neighbors. Not to be like the classic, I used to go outside. Kids these days don't even play outside anymore. But it is true that things are different these days and based on data, kids do spend less time playing outside. Around my age group, I think, was the time where it became more common to give young kids cell phones just for the purpose of safety. Whereas in years before, kids would just play unsupervised and be told to come home at a certain time. The younger millennials were arguably the last generation to have an internet-free childhood. We grew up trying to climb trees and play Kiss Chase rather than doing educational Peppa Pig games on iPads. I don't think a lot of you could relate to the Peppa Pig 
games either, but actual kids these days might. Anyway, here's some more information about tech in my childhood slash early teen years that other zillennials can probably relate to. Using the home desktop computer on dial up. Nothing was more of a cursed sound than this. AIM. AOL Instant Messenger. Do I still use my AOL email address? Hell yes, I do. Should not, but I do. My first phone was a flip phone, which I got at age 11, and then I had a few other cell phones, including the Envy. <laughs> Jealous. And then I got my first iPhone slash, I think my first proper smartphone around age 17. Remember back then when we had limited texts and minutes? Like until I was a teenager, my friends used to call my house phone. We had house phones. They used to call me on my house phone. Back in those days, we used to go to Blockbuster or my local spot, Hollywood Video, to get when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply physical DVDs. Y'all remember this? And when I was a kid, we had VHS tapes. Really though, it is such a huge change. Like I remember when I was younger, when DVR was a new thing where you could record your show and skip through commercials. It was life-changing. And then I remember when Netflix as a streaming platform was new and like almost nobody used it and there was only kind of shitty stuff on there because most people still just watched cable TV or rented DVDs. And this is also true with music, you know, as a kid I had a lot of CDs, and then when I was a teenager I started to use LimeWire to steal music. Don't arrest me, FBI. And now I just rely on Spotify. So based on what I've said already, you may be like, yes, I can relate, this is so true. Or you may totally disagree and be commenting right now that none of this is accurate. But I just think it's funny to argue about this because obviously no one would ever be able to present this concept of what the exact millennial experience is or what the exact Gen Z experiences. We all have different experiences. Even someone your exact age could have a very different experience based on their upbringing and other factors. Like I could generalize and say, millennials love Harry Potter. And then somebody would stand up and say, I was never allowed to watch Harry Potter because my mom thought it was satanic witchcraft. Even that sentiment alone is very relatable. But anyway, yes, I'm making a lot of generalizations. Anyway, I think technology obviously with so many changes and changes happening at an increasingly accelerated rate, technology is making the biggest difference, I think, in between these age groups. Like between 1990 and 2000, tech definitely changed a lot, but not nearly as much as tech and the internet changed between 2000 and 2010, or 2010 and nearly 2020. It is crazy. So anyway, the point that I'm trying to emphasize and something that I think these zillennial cuspers can specifically relate to is yes, there may only be a few years difference between certain age groups, but especially because of these technological changes, a few years can make a big difference in the overall experience. And when you interacted with or got introduced to specific elements of technology can have a very different impact, you know? Does that make sense? For example, imagine joining Instagram when it was new, say you're in your 20s, versus joining Instagram today as like a 10 year old. 
What's interesting is on the topic of cuspers, there's also a concept of micro generations. And some people suggest that Zillennials should be classified as their own micro generation because our experiences are distinct enough to potentially be classified as our own micro generation. I don't know if I believe that necessarily. I think I'm kind of comfortable being a cusper. <laughs> it's growing on me, though I need to stop saying it. So now, finally, what defines Gen Z? Again, most people say that Gen Zers are born sometimes as early as 95, 96, 97, and onward. It can be hard to define a generation that is young because, again, generations are defined by their life experience, so if you're not old enough, you can't be defined yet. So only recently have researchers and sociologists been able to kind of roughly mold what defines Gen Z. By the way, also, I think the people who are most representative of Gen Z right now are the oldest Gen Zers. So again, they're kind of around my age, 20 to 22 or 23-ish. So I can relate to a lot of the older members of Gen Z, because again, some people would argue that I am Gen Z. Anyway. Tech, again, is a hugely defining element of Gen Z, so much so that another name that was floated for this generation is I-Generation. And I just wanna point out that I feel like I look a little bit like Steve Jobs right now. And it's an aesthetic that we all love and enjoy. I-Generation reminds me of iCarly, so I don't know. Members of Gen Z are true digital natives. From earliest youth, they have been exposed to the internet, to social networks, and to mobile systems. The way that that describes everything just sounds archaic. Youth, internet, social networks, mobile systems. A Pew study last year found that nearly half of all Americans aged 13 to 17 said that they were online almost constantly. Another defining characteristic of Gen Z is that they are the most racially and ethnically diverse generation ever. One in four is Hispanic, 6% are Asian, 14% are African American. And that racial and ethnic diversity is expected to increase over time, with the U.S. becoming majority non-white in less than a decade. 48% of post-millennials are from communities of color. Gen Z is also known for intersectionality and being very open-minded socially, very willing to learn and adapt. Generation Z came of age just as the Black Lives Matter movement was cresting, and they are far more comfortable with shifting views of identity than older generations have been. It really is incredible when you think about the advancement of so many issues, race, gender, sex, identities. There are so many new concepts that have been introduced recently that I think older people feel confused about because honestly, it's kind of hard to keep up. But you know, the concept of using pronouns or having spectrums of sexuality or of gender. I think Gen Z is not only, you know, pioneering this and helping to define a lot of these terms, but also a lot of Gen Zers are more likely to identify with these different new terms. Also defining Gen Z is the climate crisis, yay. Obviously the climate crisis is scary to everybody, but I think specifically for Gen Z, because they're the youngest and they have not lived much life yet, it is all the more terrifying to face a future that may, frankly, not exist. Being aware of the imminent destruction of our planet and current destruction um, is just really depressing. And that's a hard thing to discover and learn about as a young person, let alone when you're, you know, coming of age and trying to plan for your future. Is there gonna be a future at all? Yikes. 
speaking of, I hosted a documentary for Brute Media about the climate crisis and the climate activist group Extinction Rebellion. If you guys want to check it out, click the link in the description. People in Gen Z also tend to be a little bit more aware about ethics and sustainability in terms of consumption. So again, these are kind of new concepts and it makes sense that the younger people would be a little bit more willing and open to understand those things and care about them. And politically, I think that Gen Z is probably the most progressive generation ever. It's usually said that young people are typically liberal, not really liberal because that isn't an accurate representation, more like leftist. And people say that we will tend to get more conservative as we age, but I don't know if that's the case. And then economically, I think there's definitely a big part of Gen Z and cuspers, zillennials, and even millennials, whatever. A lot of young people are more anti-capitalistic because I think we have seen what capitalism has destroyed, such as the economy, the middle class, and the environment, to name a few. So then a lot of younger people are more open to different economic structures and systems, such as social democracy or democratic socialism. And also Gen Z has some amazing, really, really inspiring activists, such as the survivors of the Parkland shooting, who almost immediately got to work on gun control reform. And then you've got Greta Thunberg, who is such a badass fighting against the climate crisis. I also think that Trump's presidency in general has been encouraging a lot of this activism in young people because Gen Z pretty much grew up during Obama's administration, which was historic because he was the first black president and it was very inspiring and we thought we were moving in that direction. And then Trump gets elected and it was just very jarring. It has been jarring. So anyway, in conclusion, first of all, I feel a lot more inspired and a lot more accepting of the potential label of Gen Z. Again, I don't know. I don't really care whether I am literally a millennial or a Gen Zer or a zillennial or a cusper or I'm in the gap. <laughs> and honestly, I think that we all have a lot in common, you know, young people. Whether you're 35 or 15, I think a lot of us have the same common goals and we may have had different life experiences, we may have grown up a little bit differently, but we are the people who are shaping the world today and tomorrow. Wow, it's really gonna get really cheesy right about now. But seriously, you know, for a long time, older people have criticized millennials, calling us narcissistic, referring to us as the me generation, you know, we're the people who started the selfie craze. We're obsessed with ourselves. It's like, okay, and we also like social media. And so do you, grandma. Not you, grandma. Love you. Also, millennials have been called snowflakes. Gen Z and millennials have been criticized for being too sensitive, you know? Caring too much about being PC and using trigger warnings or wanting safe spaces available to people who need it. Or the fact that a lot of us are more open about our mental health struggles and willing to go to therapy and talk about therapy than past generations have been. Yes, we love our phones and memes, but we are also really caring and compassionate people and we care about this planet and we're thinking of things in a global context. We're thinking about everyone. And I actually think that we're not narcissistic. We're not selfish. We're not thinking about ourselves because if we were, we wouldn't give a fuck about climate change or any of these other social issues or anything. We have been presented with this terrifying world and instead of succumbing to hopelessness, we're doing what we can to fight back. 
We're trying to change the world. We're trying to fix these problems. So I wanna take this time specifically to tell my Americans, but not just you guys, honestly, everybody, to vote. We need to vote in every election, whether it's a primary, whether it's local, state, national. Older people literally think that we think that Twitter is real life and they think that we don't care enough to go to the polls. And yes, we are activists online, but we also protest and we go to marches. So it is important that we show up at the polls and we vote. You know, millennials and Gen Zers over 18 make up the largest voting block. So we literally have the potential to be the most powerful and we've got to take advantage of that. So I'm gonna leave some resources and information in the description. Please, if you're registered, just check and make sure that your address is right and that you're affiliated with whatever party you'd wanna vote for in the primary. If you haven't registered, please register, get a friend to register and get ready to vote, bitch. <laughs> Get ready to vote, bitch. Way too excited, sorry. Anyway, thank you guys so much for watching. This video actually changed my mind and I would not mind being called a Gen Z or now. Gen Z is sick, but honestly, millennials are sick too. And zillennials and my cuspers. We're all the same, kind of similar. I don't know. Anyway, if you guys wanna follow me on Instagram for some mediocre pics, you can do that. And stay tuned for future internet analysis topics. Okay, thanks, bye. Recently in a video, Ashley from Best Dressed did a peace sign at the end of her video, and then she said that she's too old for that, and it made me really self-conscious. So Ashley, if you're watching this, I've been doing this for too many years and I can't stop. Okay, thanks, bye.